If you have your Bibles and want to read along, turn to two places, Isaiah chapter 45 and Matthew chapter 11. And I'll try to be brief. I don't have a great deal on my heart. I had a hard time settling on a Scripture this week, and so you pray for me. Isaiah chapter 45 and Matthew chapter 11. Anything else on your heart before we do a little reading? Not again, it's good to have you. Visitors, it's good to have you. I, um, I'm excited about the number of people and the number of visitors. It being a holiday weekend and we've got several out. And, uh, and I didn't expect there to be this many here, but I'm glad to see you this morning. Amen. Uh, Isaiah chapter 45, beginning with verse 20. And it says, Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together, ye that are escaped of the nations. They have no knowledge that set up the wood of their graven image and pray unto a God that cannot save. Tell ye and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient time? Who has told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. I have sworn by myself, the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness, and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall swear. Surely shall one say, In the Lord have I righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come, and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. Turn to Matthew chapter 11 now, very familiar scripture. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 25. And this is Jesus speaking and, and He says, At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank Thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because Thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in Thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Thinking this week, and I said I had a hard time settling on anything, and and uh, but I just happened to think about three words really, and those are the words that has been the invitation since the dawn of time, and those three words our Savior spoke were "Come unto me," um, and so today I read to you in Isaiah's writing that it said, "Unto him shall all men come." It talked about. In Isaiah's writings about men that set up graven images and pray to a God that cannot save. And, and I thought about that and thought, what would really be the point in serving and praying to a God that cannot save? What is the really the end goal? And, and I thought about as we sang, my God is real. I'm, I'm glad today that we pray to a God that, that not only can save, but has saved and will save and does save all that will come unto Him. We have been talking on Wednesday nights about the law and about the gospel. 
and, and Wednesday night service has, has uh, been helpful to me and maybe it has been to you. Uh, but it talks about that law and about that law of God that every last one of us has broken. At some point in our, in our short lives, we have managed to break the law of God. And, and in so breaking the law of God, uh, the law simply condemns each one uh, to be guilty before God. I, I was listening to a man of God on the way down this morning and, and he was talking about there's going to be a verdict read. And, and I thought all morning about a separation that, uh, that is one day going to take place and, uh, between those that are righteous and those that are wicked. And it was even our Sunday school lesson this morning that, uh, that the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, uh, uh, before He was born of Mary, uh, He appeared unto Abraham in the plains of Mamre. And He began to talk with Abraham. Uh, uh, there were places in the Old Testament I firmly believe that people laid eyes uh, upon the Son of God pre-incarnate. I believe that Joshua laid eyes upon Jesus Christ before he went into battle at Jericho. Joshua had record. He said, I saw a man over against us. And he said, I asked him, are you for us or for our adversaries? And the man said, remove thy shoes from thy feet. The place whereon thou standest uh, is holy ground. Uh, he said, I am uh, the captain of the host of the Lord's army. Uh, and so my friend an angel uh, wouldn't have that authority. I believe he laid his eyes uh, upon Jesus Christ. Uh, and he said, bow uh, and remove your shoes from your feet. I'm telling you, there's going to come a day. Uh, I read it to you in Isaiah. Uh, that every knee shall bow. Uh, that every tongue shall confess. Uh, that that Jesus Christ is Lord and to the glory of the Father. Hey, you might say, preacher, I'll never bow. Oh, but you will. Oh, but there's going to come a day that you will bow the knee unto the rightful King of kings and to the Lord of lords. You'll either do it on this side of eternity or you're going to do it on that side of eternity. But there is coming a day where men are going to be separated one from the other. And he said that simple invitation that was just come unto me all ye that labor and all ye that are heavy laden and he said I'll give you rest unto your soul he said take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and so that invitation has went out for thousands of years we as Baptists preach that you just come as you are come unto him there are other denominations and other faiths that teach you to come to sacraments, uh, uh, that teach you to come to baptizings, uh, uh, that teach you to come to communion, uh, uh, that teach you to come to the priest. Uh, uh, there is no need for you uh, to confess your sins to me. I'm just a man. And those priests inside those boxes, uh, I'm not disparaging anybody's faith this morning, uh, but I'm here to tell you uh, you can go unto man uh, from now until the day you die. Uh, but unless you come unto Jesus, uh, uh, you'll die alone without God. Amen. You don't come to you don't come to the church. You don't come to the Bible. It's good, preacher. I read my Bible. I'm glad that you read your Bible. I'm glad that you come to church and neither one of those things will save you. In the day of separation, there's going to be one thing. Have you come unto Jesus? 
Have you come unto Him? He's the one that's able to give you rest. Oh, but that day's coming. He said, I am the Lord God, and beside me there is none other. So I would ask you today, you're here. Some of you have, have reached an age, and I realize it's different for everybody, but I'll say that you've reached the age that you are now accountable unto God. You say, why do you say that, preacher? And because you're mature. And because you, you've got good sense about you. And you say that you've never come. That you've never felt lost. I pray that God at some point would drive home to you the fact that you are a sinner. That you are a lawbreaker. That you have broken the commandments of God. And that the law says because you broke those commandments, you shall surely die. And so the verdict is going to be read. And it's going to be read guilty. And there's going to come a day you're going to stand in the presence of God Himself. And there's going to come a day that you're going to be judged. I don't know exactly how it's going to be. But I've always imagined scenes from your life how it would flash. And there's going to be books that are opened. And that judgment, my friend, is said. It's at a certain time. And no man knows the day. And no man knows the hour. But I would say to you today, when that day of separation comes, there will be not one thing and not one excuse that you can offer up. People try to bargain. I've heard people say, I've, I've, I've talked with the Lord. We've got this all fixed up. Uh, we've got it all worked out. I hope that you have. Uh, but I know when I was a lost sinner, I realized I had nothing to bargain with. There was nothing. Uh, what can you offer God? Uh, you can offer Him service. Uh, you can offer Him love. Uh, you can offer Him everything. Uh, but when it comes down to it, you have to just say, Lord, I know what I am. I'm a sinner. And I need a Savior. And He said, look unto Me and be you saved. I read in, in your hearing this morning in Sunday school in the preliminaries about how that Jesus told Nicodemus, He said, I'm going to be lifted up. He said, like the serpent in the wilderness, the Son of Man shall be lifted up. He said in John, I believe it's chapter 11 or 12, 1, He said that if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto Me. What did He mean by that? It meant in the days of Moses' time that the children of Israel, the Hebrews were complaining and they were grumbling and they told Moses to turn back and take us back into Egypt. You brought us out in the wilderness. And the Bible said they were so discouraged by the way. You can get discouraged in this life. You can get discouraged in the way. And they complained to Moses and they said, We loathe. Uh, this light bread. In other words, they weren't satisfied uh, with what God was giving them. Uh, men today, uh, they seek everywhere uh, to find satisfaction. Uh, to be satisfied. Uh, you'll never find satisfaction in anything in this life as long as you're lost and separated from God. It'll satisfy for a while. Uh, but that new wear off. And then there will be a longing and an emptiness and a hole there. Uh, but Moses said, uh, uh, the Bible says, rather than those people grumble. And it said, God sent fiery serpents into them. And it said, many there died. Uh, those serpents would bite you. And let me tell you, my dear friend, sin will bite you. And it will sting you. And in the end, it will kill you. Amen. And that's what it did. Those serpents came in. 
And they bit men. And men died. And Moses prayed unto God. And God said, Moses, make you a serpent of brass or bronze. Take that brazen serpent and lift it up on a pole. Now just lift it up. And he said, if any man is stunned by that serpent, and that fiery flying serpent, if any man is stunned, all they have to do is look under that on the pole and they can live. Just look and live. It didn't seem hard. But I bet you it doesn't give an account. But I would say there was some that was too stubborn to look. I'd say there were some that thought they were so tough. Uh, you might think you're tough now. Uh, you stand in the presence of a holy God and He begins to judge your soul and you see how tough that you really are. Amen. You see, there is a such thing as a common salvation that Jude speaks of. Common not in the fact that it's cheap, but in the fact that in the day of separation uh, there's going to be those who have been saved by the common salvation, by looking unto Jesus, about when Him saying, Come unto Me, and you come unto Him and confess your sins. And He's not like those gods in Isaiah. He's not a God that cannot save. Why would He tell you to come to Him? Why would He give you the invitation if He didn't intend to answer that prayer? God wouldn't do that to you. So He says, Just come unto Me. But there's going to come a day when men are going to be separated. Families are going to be torn apart. Now we've seen that. And death comes and it takes a loved one from us. There's a separation there. But my friend, there is a second death. And that separation is eternal. And that separation, you die lost without God. The Bible says you're cast into outer darkness. You won't be able to see, but you'll be able to hear. There'll be weeping, it says, and wailing, and gnashing of teeth. And you're there in the darkness, and the finality of it settles over your soul. That you're separated forevermore. That your family in heaven. You know what? You'll say, wouldn't they worry about me? No, sir. No, sir. Matter of fact, the Bible says, the memory of the wicked shall rot. It'll be like you were never born. Separated eternally. But more than just separated from family, separated from our Lord and Savior. Separated from the goodness of God. But I'm not trying to cause you to be sorry this morning. But Paul said it like this. He wrote a letter. And he said, I didn't intend to make you sorry. But he said, I'm glad that it made you sorry. Because it made you sorry after a godly manner and after a godly sword. And that godly sorrow begins to work salvation. Not to be repented of. You see, when I was lost, there was a sorrowful spirit that came over me. Because I knew I was lost. I knew I was separated. I knew I was now accountable. And there was nothing I could do. I could have sat there, I guess, as many do across the nation. As maybe you've done before in your life. You sit there. I don't want to go up front. I don't want to begin to pray. I don't want to admit I'm lost. People will be nagging me. Are you going to let pride keep you out of heaven? And let pride send you to hell. Pride has sent many to hell. Many that didn't want to bow, guess what? There's coming a day they're going to bow. They're going to bow. There's coming a day when King Jesus is seated on His throne and all of heaven and all of hell and all the demons and all the devils 
and all the angels and all the saints are going to bow down to that one that sits on the throne of God. And my friends, you're going to bow. The Bible says you'll have a worm. Your own personal worm, I believe. That their worm dies not. And that fire is not quenched. But you'll be eaten on by that worm yet never devoured. Why? Why do you come to this awful place? Because when Jesus said, Come unto me, it simply would not come. How sad is that? How sad is that that anybody would die lost without Him when that invitation has rang out for thousands of years, Come unto me. Just come unto me. He said, Learn about me. I would charge you to do that. You can see God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now learn about me, He said, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Do you know He died to save your soul? He died to give you an opportunity to live. He died so that men could be saved and that men could be free. How, sirs, the Bible says, what must I do to be saved? And the, the answer was repentance toward God. And faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what you got to do. Amen. Repent and believe the Gospel. Repent. Turn from self and turn to God. And faith in the Lord and Savior. Come unto Me. Is that not ringing in your heart today? You've got to have a time and a place. My friend, when you stand before Him and you're judged, that's the only thing that's going to matter. Not who you married. Not what your occupation was. Not what your 401k was. Not your retirement plan. Not your travels. Not your gold. Not your silver. Not your home. Not your wealth. Not your family. Not your spouse. Not your mom and dad. But have you been born again? That's the only thing that day. Thank God I've been redeemed. One night, hallelujah, just as a young boy who didn't know much. As Brother Joe says often, you don't have to know much to be saved. you just got to have a broken heart and a contract spirit and come to Him and believe and He'll save you. He'll clear up every manner of doubt. We're going to have a song and an invitation. If there's anybody here the Lord's dealing with you, you don't have that time and a place. Maybe you do and you never told it. That invitation goes to you. Just come unto Me. Not to Me. Not to the altar. Not to the church. Not to sacraments. But unto Jesus. Unto Him that's able to save you to the uttermost. Come ahead with a song, brother.